This is At Home with the Fishers, starring Nicola and Chris Fisher. RPT. With Bigfoot Woodcraft, and this is episode 20. We're getting through them fast, aren't we? 20 already. Getting through them. So let's say hello to Wayne Gilbert, Bigfoot Hi. Woodcraft. Afternoon, Wayne. Good afternoon. So we're actually recording this um, because we're at a demo on Monday. So this is a pre-recorded episode um, and we're actually recording this on Thursday afternoon. So I can say what I want and Nicola can edit it out. Oh, bugger. <laughs> I'm not editing it. Oh, bugger. <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm fine, fine. Just getting on with life like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. So, um, tell us a bit about what you make and, um, you know, your sort of making career. Well, I mean, what you call it, uh, I taught myself to make most things because I, I grew up not having a, a dad, uncles or uh, or grandparents. And uh, so I, I pretty much uh, fended for myself. We, I've got three brothers and a mum and uh, what you call it, I did... Uh, I remember when I was about seven, a lot of poverty. My mum bought me a little plastic drill, what drilled through polystyrene, and uh, that's all it drilled through. And uh, that was great. I had that for a few years. And uh, like I said, I've always always been interested, but never had it. Not having grandparents, anything. I've, I've never had any tools. Um, <clears throat> when I was about 13, I remember I used to repair overs for my mum and a couple of her friends. And um, I must have been. Um, the first person who designed the lightweight over because these overs worked afterwards, but they had that many pieces left over after. <laughs> they must have been a lot lighter. Yeah. And, I mean, I, um, my working life, um, I've gone through um, some sort of construction. Like, I used to put sheds up, used to be a scaffold, I put concrete garages up for years, and it's the bad back, um, being a concreter. So I've done more of that, and as I've started progressing through life, I've started doing stuff myself at home. I've always done DIY. Oh, I started yeah. building stuff, uh, planters. Uh, I built a beautiful summer house out of pallet wood. Well, you won't believe it, we're out of pallet wood. Um, <clears throat> I like the sound of that. I love the yeah, sound of that. I'll, I'll have to send you some pictures. It's, it's. Uh, you definitely won't believe it's pallet wood. Um, that's it, I built. Oh, can I just... Yeah, can I just cut in there, Wayne? So obviously the the, the main structure, uh, and Nicola can describe it, but obviously uh, I'm just trying to get my, my mental imagery going. So the, the main construction is pallets, and then do you clad it with something? And no, it's it's. I mean, I'm looking to respect that the firm I work for let me take any pallets I want, oh, um, so I can have choice of good pallets. Um, we had a considerable amount of pallets what were coming. What were had four befores across the bottom, ten foot long. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously that's my structure. The pallets, the, the one inch thick timbers, and uh, I had to. Uh, it took me two or three days to tongue and groove every board, mm -hmm. uh, so it all, all links in together. That is on the outside. The inside, with it being one inch thick, I've never, I've never insulated other than the back wall. Mm -hmm. The back wall. I had to insulate because that's where the uh, the main weather gets to. Um, and that was just pallet wood on outside, pallet wood on inside, and I filled it up with a lot of polystyrene pieces. 
mm-hmm. those little things where you're getting packaging and uh, and that that supported that wall and, and quite frankly it's more than warm enough in summer and uh, winter mm. i mean all by the coldest winters you can't stay out there i mm. put uh, caravan style seating i bought second hand caravan seats i made the seating out of pallet wood and and put the cushions on um i've got a fridge in there it's it's, it's actually 10 foot by eight so whenever we can we spend a bit of time out there in summer yeah <clears throat> it's uh yeah it's, it's quite nice. It's, I mean, I put a fridge in there, but um, what you call it, and that's in a little little work surface and full electricity. Um, that's how we spend more summer evenings out there when it's when it's pleasant. Yeah, it's quite nice. And <clears throat> that's it. Just the only wood I actually bought was I bought some a couple of pieces of four by two for the central ridge uh, ridge bar because it's um, I wanted some solid wood what I could. Um, what you call it, so that the roof was supported more than it would be with smaller, smaller pieces of wood. Mm. And uh, but it's, it's that's it's a pleasant place to spend an evening. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with some... pardon. Sounds it sounds amazing. It sounds even <laughs> you know if then if if it was a really really hot stuffy night, you could I suppose even. Uh, sleep in there to be a bit cooler if the night was. We've actually slept out of the air when I first made it, and uh, it's quite pleasant. It's um, it's just that uh, you've got to trips back into house to go to the toilets. Yeah, I'd have built a little sort of like enclosure, yeah, a little yeah. enclosure for a, a, a chemical toilet. But yeah, well, I won't attempt to, but probably said no. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, so, wow. You get all fragrance and all flowers in, uh, in, in, yeah. in the garden, and you get you can hear all bird song and that lot. And we'll sit down there and watch uh, YouTube or some, or so I can get internet down there. Mm. Uh, it, it's functional, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's, it's better than sitting in the house. Uh, so. Um, let me ask you, why do you make things then? Um, because if I didn't, I'd be divorced. And my <laughs> wife could not put, cope with me not doing nothing. I am paying it backside. Mm. I'll pace, I'll pace, I'll do something, I'll start pulling things apart. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like one of these old zoo animals in, in old concrete zoos where they just pace backwards and forwards constantly, nothing to do. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm ill I'm, and I can't go out and do anything, I, yeah, I'm flicking TV channels, I'm getting bored, and yeah, yeah, I would definitely be divorced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. As well as that, I feel compulsed to be um, to be busy in a constructive way. Um, I love reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do um, and stuff like that, but it's just this idea of being compulsive, to be actually doing something more uh more intricate more um yeah more hands-on um i want you to call it like i say i make smaller things these days because of serious back problems uh i these days if it doesn't fit through workshop door it doesn't get made mm. so the big structures are finished with me my last big structure was me lathe workshop that's 10 foot by seven mm. and i made that too i actually was started off making uh somewhere just to house my extraction system so yeah. I bent it through into a big workshop so i didn't have noise 
and instead it just grew and I ended up making a 10 percent where I've got two small midi laves and cross cuts on extraction with band so it's not much you might have to breathe in but uh, it's what you call it it's, it's more than functional yeah it's cold. so what sort of things are you making uh, I, it's very weird i mean i do flat wood and i do lathe work um and sometimes i'll go out to the the workshop and I, all intentions are doing lathe work and i get out of there i fancy doing that and so i, I could change my mind off with that garden path Oh. And uh, I, I do like doing both. Um, that's it, it just depends. The live work, um, it's something I've always fancied doing, but I always thought self teaching is something what's not possible. And then I discovered YouTube and Matt Walt. Um, I started yeah. watching Matt Walt and, and Martin Saban Smith, and uh, and that were it. I, I, I were up and what they were doing. I mean, yeah. I've nowhere near achieved their levels. Uh, yes, uh, I can get it round, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can get it round, and and and, and I don't put holes in bottom too often, but um, yeah, I can what you call it, uh, and I can make what I feel is nice stuff. But like I say, it's not the it's not the stuff what uh, some of the other guys do. But then again, I enjoy it, so I've not bothered. Yeah. Well, it's like the process, I think, as well when you're doing something creative. Um, it's nice to have something at the end of it, but I think it's also about the process as much as the end result. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, my first love is make some out of old stuff, out of rubbish. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I make uh, quite a few things out of pallet wood and, uh, and plow wood. Still, yeah. even, even at lathe, I'll do that. Um, you've got to be selective with your plow, pallet wood. It's mostly quite frankly rubbish. Um, but occasionally we get hard with pallets and I'll make, make things out of that or or most of our pallets come straight from Russia so right. so they're not got uh, too too dirty or anything so it's not too bad but um, <clears throat> like I say it's my first love is probably making stuff out of rubbish mm. and, uh, I make, literally make rubbish out of rubbish <laughs> but no it, it, it's what you call it it is um, like I say it's, it's that journey I like that journey from, from the start to the end finish uh, if I go down in my workshop now, I've got a few pallet wood glue up, not pallet wood, uh, plywood glue ups, and uh, no idea what I'm going to make. Um, I just felt one day just making a few glue ups, yeah, and glued them up, and then one day I'll just pick them up and chuck them on whatever I'm going to use with them. It generally probably be the lathe, and um, and just go with it, go with floor. I, I tend to go with floor. I don't like being, I don't like being asked to make something. I like to do just what I do. I'm selfish. Yeah, because I just want to do what I want to do. Well, it's, it's for your pleasure, yeah. isn't it? And oh, yeah. in your spare time, so it's no reason not to just do what you fancy. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, if Valerie, um, what you call it, wants some, I'll make some, and she allows me all this spare time. Especially with Valerie being disabled, obviously, I've got to spend time looking after Valerie as well, and and. Yeah. So it's it's um, I mean, some days Valerie's really really bad. Occasionally she's she's managed to actually do some some turning. Um, she made a Christmas tree over there, small one about three inches long. Took her six and a half hours because her hands don't work like everybody else's. Every so the anti-cancer drugs cause serious issues. Yeah. She was for an accident twenty odd years ago, and so she, she can do things, but after a bit few minutes and hands stop working and she can't grip anything but she will go again and try again mm -hmm. um my lathes have 
probably a little bit too high because my legs are pretty high up because my back. I can't, yeah. I can't can't function with a lathe proper size. I've got to have it pretty high up. That way I don't have to lean anymore. Uh, and I do what's comfortable for me. Uh, uh, but like I, say, it's, like I say, I just do what I want to do. I'm selfish. Uh, uh, not wrong with that. No, no, definitely not. So um, are you? how involved are you with the maker community? Uh, not really. To be honest with you, um, I never even knew there were a community until Maker Central. Yeah, um, I watch all these things on uh, YouTube, and people I hear people speak about other people, and occasionally I dipped into other people's and watch them. Uh, that's how I discovered uh, Blind Wood Turner channel, and I've discovered quite a few. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's way cool. <laughs> that's it. I mean, um, I've discovered quite a few actually through your uh, your, your podcast itself because uh, Wayne the Woodturner, I've seen um, him come up on my YouTube, but up to up to watching him on your show, I've never actually seen his stuff because there's only so much you can watch. Right. And, and I thought, well, interesting, I'll subscribe to that. And now I think Wayne's stuff is just, just fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's um he's even got a fantastic name. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What class, but <laughs> <laughs> well also whilst we're talking about Wayne the Woodturner, he was doing a live um I think it was after our podcast on a Monday, but he's now changing to Wednesday. Um so I just thought I'd mention that yeah. as well. So yeah. I watch them. Obviously, I can watch one every two weeks because my shifts. Yeah. Uh, but I just catch up, do a catch up for the next day. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't miss any. I just. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. So I pretty much gave up with television. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, if I were going to spend an evening watching TV, it ends up being something like five hours YouTube and twenty minutes flicking through channels and finding. Go back to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think more and more people are doing that. I mean, we, we do. We don't watch television. We we watch Netflix, Netflix YouTube. or YouTube. Yeah, you know, and, you know, we can. You sort of like you're tailing tailoring what you watch to your own uh, likes. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you know, you're not being force fed crap. Well, well, that's it. That's it. It's only when I fall asleep and I've got remote control and Valley ends up watching continuation of things and she gets rather bored after a bit. <laughs> and uh, she'll say, oh, we've seen that. I can't remember seeing it. Oh, no, you fell asleep again. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so did, just what has the maker community given you? Um, how do you feel that being... A sense of belonging. Yeah. It's a sense of belonging, a sense of being. Um, because for years I've just worked on my own and, and, and done little things, and uh, I never mention much about what I do to people because they'll just tend to roll their eyes and <laughs> it's, it's what you call and Then I send all these people who are like minded and enthusiastic. Yeah. Really enthusiastic with it. Um, we popped down to see some guys who we met through Instagram, Sprit and Bear. Uh, they do some great stuff. I mean, they're only an hour from me, so uh, we have a Sunday, we pop down and see them, went out for a meal, and uh, uh, we had a great afternoon. And I say it's this sense of being, sense of belonging that I'm not just one man in my shed doing things, I'm 
these thousands of people in the shed doing yeah. these things uh, up and down country. Um, so it's what you call so yeah to me it's been a, a sense of belonging a sense of being it's um yeah it, i think it's uh yeah it makes me yeah feel wanted <laughs> yeah, well that's that's wonderful you feel yeah. wanted and you know you can bounce ideas off all your new friends and if you've got a problem and you're trying to work out a problem and you're hitting a wall You've got people you can ask now, and like you say, you've been and met some of them and had a great afternoon yeah. and a great meal. You know, it's it really has brought a new uh, dimension to your life, and oh yeah, it's it's really great to have friends that, like you say, are like-minded. Uh, they know what you're talking about. You know what they're talking about. All these people that you can talk to and they go, oh, that's boring. You don't get that. You, oh, genuinely, you genuinely have great friends who are interested in what you are all about. And it, yeah. has, it has, you know, it's improved our lives massively. And it's it's apparent that it's done the same to you and and, and the missus. So yeah. it's it's only it can only be a good thing that... Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Valerie is um, very, very supportive of me. And because uh, Valerie is, would be a maker herself if it weren't for this hand problem, because she used to make, she used to bake, she used to make cards. She's, she's always one of these people who's been good at everything she does. We're uh, answering that a lot, but sadly, um, she can't do things these days. But she's very supportive and, and she'll always try because for all hands are a problem, she keeps working and we're working them just to. Just to keep them moving, otherwise, like I said, like every muscle, it starts it starts easing up. Mm. I think one of the most important to me is um, the support of my wife. Uh, I want to say the support of my family because my kids are two of those people who roll their eyes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they got no interest. My 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 youngest is thirty three, and uh, I want he once asked me to make him a tool shed, so I made him a tool shed, uh, a con concrete. I made him a concrete tool shed. Um, and it was, it was six foot by four foot, uh, wooden door. And all we heard was bang, 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 bang. So enjoying him, him and his friends. And I went and opened the door. And all they'd done is nailed about two kilos of nails through the door from the outside. And you opened the door, it was like an Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> inside, you was a nailed. And uh, I didn't know where to take nails out. I just wait door in for scrap. Mm. <laughs> so what had he banged out nails through for to hang stuff off no just for elevating with his friend they were only about nine nine oh, years right. so, yeah, yeah so he just just did that just like i said he just knocking nails in i think it's because i didn't give him any wood <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, um i mean he's he's gone on to be i mean me me, me youngest lad he's he's um He's quite a good mu musician himself. He plays guitar and, uh, and and sings quite well. He's also a very, very good magician. Um, he's been off good work for it, doing it, but he's got no interest whatsoever in, in doing it commercially. He just yeah. likes... He's like me. He just likes to... Um, he just likes to, people to enjoy what he does. Yeah. He's got no impression, no intention of doing it commercially. He was really, really good. He's done yeah. a few things for charities like breast cancer and and stuff like that he's done a few things for that but uh yeah, yeah. Like i said to me he's he's a maker himself he makes music he makes uh like i say he's a magician he makes people happy which is another version 
Yeah. But, nah, but like I say, other than following me down woodwork, no chance. No <laughs> chance. The oldest is an accountant, so you see, you understand how well he probably is with his hands. What sort of things do you love to make? Whatever I've got in my head on that day, like um, <clears throat> I've been making a few things because the, the, the kitchen I've got here, I mean, it took me six weeks to put in, so I ended up ripping roof out, uh, ripping ceiling out, ripping out door jams out, rechanging everything and trying to do it on top of doing 60 hours a week work and all, oh. uh, 50 hours a week. Uh, I mean, uh, looking after Valerie, it took me a long time. So uh, past few times I've been making quite a few little things uh, for kitchen. Um, at the moment, I've just been making a lot of um, charcuterie boards or oh. cheese boards. It's... Uh, Call them cheese board, nobody wants them. Put charcuterie on it, everybody wants them. Yeah. <laughs> so, cheese board, just different spelling. Um, like I say, I mean, but I do like I've I've I found sometimes great phase of making pens. I've just made some quite a few pens, and uh, and he's what you call it. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Pen. I got it, I got a bit stale with pens until I discovered the Zeta pens from Taylor's. Yeah, Murphy. I, I love these, yeah, really it's, good. It's, this is a really lovely pen. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's really a lovely. lovely little pen that way, and it's it's yeah. not, well, it's here and it's on my desk. Oh, wonderful! It's, it's sat there. I mean, I do make things to sell because um, it's how I pay for me. hobby. I mean, mm -hmm. if if I I just wish I could just make 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 and just give everything away. Sadly, I can't. I have to make things to pay for pay for tools and that. I've got a mm. cracking tools, and I paid for them all via, well, all the recent ones, should I say. So I've always got tools. I paid for them via selling stuff. Um, I did put a swear box in, in uh, workshop ones <laughs> to start to start affording tools, but uh, I managed to buy my house with that money instead. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of swearing going off, I can assure you. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. You are the Gordon Ramsay. Uh, you have <laughs> I only swear at myself, never at other people. Um, I, what you call it, I do I do like to revisit things, what have gone wrong as well. Oh. Some of my best work is revisiting um, damaged things. I mean, uh, it's um, I've made a, a lovely lace wood pot, what I went straight through the bottom and a I mixed uh, some milliput and repaired it and returned it. And now it's just a, a little pot with a ceramic base inside. Oh, and cool. that, I'm quite pleased with that. That one of the first things I did when I was turning. So it's not the best of um, best of quality, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. It's really a dainty little thing. Yeah. Uh, well, like I say, I just, like I say, I just, I still enjoy making. I just like making. I yeah. mean, as a maternal, I'll, and it's part of the same question. What do you like to turn the most? <sighs> or what gives you the most pleasure on the lathe? I've what you call it. I think I've been doing. I started getting more into doing bowls mm. and, and that at the moment. But um, what you call it? I'm not saying. I'm getting, I think it's probably bowls at the moment because I'm just discovering them. But. <clears throat> Matt Walt did a beautiful uh, goblet the other day, absolutely stunning oh, at a spot of beach. And uh, I thought I'm gonna have to get one, get a piece of that, and 
have a go. I've never done a goblet. Mm -hmm. I've never, my hands are a bit big and I tend to break things easily. So I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a goblet with widest stem you've ever seen. It's going to be like a vase. <laughs> uh, I do tend to break things. Um, when I were a scaffolding, I used to get that much overtime because once I tighten things up, nobody else could undo them. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 a bit heavy-handed, but uh, no, it's what you call it. That's it. I think at the moment it's bowls, but I want to get on there. I've got some spalted beach where I've got... Where yeah, I you should make a goblet. They're a lot of fun to make, and uh, yeah. I, th I think you're uh, paying yourself an injustice there. You'll be surprised how, how how nice you'll get your stem. You know, and you, you don't have to do these super long and thin ones, you know, mm. just do a nice stem, mm. just put a bead on it, just... Well, well you don't have to. Mm. It's entirely, like you say, you know, it's your workshop, whatever mm. comes to your head, but... I think you get it more delicate than you think. I say I do like to go with floor. I mean, I've got this. I love wood. It's what you call it—the the the patination of wood. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like um, using varnish over stuff. Lacquer over wood it makes it feel wrong. And oh, um, cool. I've never had an interest in paint. And then I saw Martin Seven Smith stuff, fantastic. And then later, still um, the stuff what Wayne's been doing is just fantastic i'm not sure i'm willing to take that leap of actually painting over wood i probably have to buy i'll probably start with pallet wood what's uh boring and then cover that if if i do take that leap um, well, i always say to chris you know if he's got a really nice piece of wood you won't want to color it you know because that piece you did this week that's really nice on the bottom um, and it would be a great shame to paint it. But if you've got something like sycamore or something that's... Lime, sycamore. Yeah, quite no. a bland, you know, a relatively bland wood. You'll yeah. get away with it. But not even I, not even Martin, I don't think, would uh, want to uh, bugger up a beautiful burl or something that's highly figured. You know, oh, no, it's got a beautiful grain in that it's lovely lovely figuring you know i just do a simple bowl or whatever having said that that piece of elm that i turned yesterday i've done what i've called a raised platter and yeah. i've done the rim with chestnuts new metallic paints and it's nicholas said it looks amazing oh great it's yeah uh, yeah it's, it's what you call it i i do like that that, that wood look. I mean, that's why I, I like to mix uh, pallet wood and, and, and plywood on bowls and that because it gives you that contrast out of a boring yeah, yeah. Into, uh, pallet wood. It does yeah, give you yeah. that lovely contrast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and call it. But the thing is, um, I assume you, you'll notice this more uh, as well, uh, is, um, you can make it quite uh, tactile, however you want it. Um, but in different grooves and v's and, and whatever oh, and it's um and, and that's what i like to do i like to go with flow um yeah. i have just purchased a full set of robert sorby's chisels i've uh, yeah two, two days into a month and i've spent the entire budget because oh. I, I bought when i got my first lathe my, all my laves have been second hand uh and i and i advise anybody who's going to start turning Go and get a second hand one. Don't throw all your money in first and see if you like it. You can always sell it for the same money as what you've just bought it mm. for. Well, I did. I, and I must admit, I've been a bit naughty. I've, I bought a second hand. Uh, 
Celtic put same money, but took the chucks and stuff like that. And uh, I, I had cheap, cheap, cheap lathe tools, and I won't enjoy using them. So valued some uh, uh, some carbide, and I enjoyed them. And I ended up with some Robert Sorby's mini ones somebody gave me. Oh. Uh, I enjoyed using them, so I've gone out and bought a full set of Robert Sorby's. And Robert Sorby's a Sheffield brand, same as me, so mm. you can't, you can't be that bad. <laughs> um, so I've got a lot of practice to do with those. Um, I think that might be pallet wood practice. Yeah. Um, like I say, I've got a, a, a lot of practice to do. Um, but that's enjoyable, enjoyable. You, um, you can still make lovely things practising. Yeah, yeah, of course you yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, so it's, that's, I just... Well, I say I just go down down my workshop and just think I'll go I could go down my workshop knowing full well what I'm gonna make and as soon as I walk in there thought I'm gonna do that instead, stuff that. <laughs> and uh, it's what you call it, and that's what I enjoy. Like I say himself, is just do what I want. Um I think Valerie's get fed up sometimes with me uh, I think prototypes we call them. Uh, because I do a prototype, that next one's always better, but I end up selling that. Oh. <laughs> Well, I get all the prototype so. But then again, we all love a prototype E-type Jag or a prototype. So that's why I keep trying to convince her. Um, <laughs> if you've got all expensive, you'd love to have first one, you'd love that prototype. And, yeah. No, I was not, not quite fully convinced yet. <laughs> yeah, whenever I try something new, uh, like the Nicola Bowl that I do and things like that, I try to let Nicola have the first one and, and then... Because it's yeah, taken me a lot of the stuff's up, mate. It's taken me quite a while to get the mental imagery and the process right for it. So mm. uh it's always nice to give the first one to Nicola because it's taken so much mental work to do it. But uh yeah, we do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the prototype stays here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some uh because uh, my prototypes are decent because if they're not, they just get put on rework pile. Oh. Uh, something else comes out of them. I mean, uh, sometimes I'm the person who could get off a tree, put it on lathe, and end up with an egg cup because <laughs> I have to keep reworking it. Um, I've actually got four cherry trees in my garden where I've got to chop down. Well, they're already chopped down, but I've got to chop up. Oh. And it's, my neighbours were giving them away when they moved in house. And uh, so I will have lots and lots of cherry wood. I did uh, make a lot and, and waxed all ends and, and, and like an idiot, I put them over a plastic cover, uh, put them under a plastic cover so it was raining and then left them for what is three, four weeks a year and uh, last year. And uh, yeah, I got a lot of split wood. Uh -huh. But again, split wood, I'll, I'll do something with it. Even, mm -hmm. uh, even if I end up making 20,000 cherry wood pens, um, it'll not be wasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Awesome with it. That's good. So, um, tell us something that the maker community doesn't know about you. Um, the maker a lot of a lot of the maker community don't know me from Adam anyway. But one of the things don't know is they don't know I'm tall, dark, and handsome. Um, I've been married for <laughs> I've been married thirty-seven years, and even Valerie don't know that. She just thinks I'm short and ugly. Uh, <laughs> it's what you call it. Um, I ran a reptile rescue for quite a, oh, wow. a reptile rescue for quite a few years. Um, it's uh, that were another hobby what got out of hand. Um, and I stopped doing it when uh, it was just 
cost prohibitive. It will cost me thousands every year. Yeah. Um, I looked after Manchester Museum's live animal collection for about two years, two or three years. Wow. Uh, the, the lizards and snakes and that. I looked after quite a few of those. I used to go around schools lecturing, and I used to do um, a lot of museums, uh, big displays on and that lot, and uh, I used to go around schools doing uh, um, rainforest lectures and just take 12, 13 foot power in and uh, uh, four foot boss monitor what actually belonged to um, Manchester Museum but uh, Spike your go lovely thing um, spiders and uh, children I used to allow them to handle everything but the spiders and the scorpions oh. uh, everything else I mean the, even the big python she was so gentle uh, and kids used to love it i mean you could sit in front of an entire school 300 children at one side in one sitting um talking to them and it was great uh, uh our um i'd say we're it were an enjoyable time but then valley had the accident when i was going around schools and that lot so i had to stop work yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, she had an accident at work what put in a wheelchair um, she's not permanent wheelchair. She walks out out. She can walk more journeys, but any further working any further than 10, 15 yards, it's that's a bit wheelchair. Um, yeah, I mean, which obviously gives us their own pro their own problems like make essential could be a problem with wheelchair, but everything would be that's why we got to your show early, uh, <laughs> Chris, because make sure Valerie gets it front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody knocks Valerie's bad foot. We have to turn home, come home because that is it. Just yeah. absolutely, you know, um, she'd love to have seen the forging, but there were that many people getting there. Mm -hmm. There were this worry about getting knocked. And, uh, but like I say, we, we're in it quite a few years, and uh, I haven't got any reptiles, anything left. Um, last one died about, I think it was last year. And uh, it were, um, yeah, I say, we're. It, it, it peered out because uh, um, I couldn't give any more time um, to them too much because of other commitments and uh, and our space because we've, if Valley's disability gets any worse, we can't. Um, I can't have these things in the house because they take up room what's maybe needed for other uh, other things to help Valerie along. And uh, it's what you call it, but it was an enjoyable time, but. I say it were a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money cost me. Um, people used to try and dump animals on me just to take them to the vets and have them back after they'd been at vets. Uh, we had a great vet, so we used to just charge me for the medication. Uh -huh. uh, but occasionally I've I'd been to that, I'd gone to that vets and helped them when they've got a when they've got a 10-foot path and, and and even owners are terrified of it. Um I'd go in and help them, give them injections and uh, the one we had used to have to have regular injections and I come quite a dab hand of giving snakes injections even though I'm terrified of needles yeah, uh, yeah you come with me with machete axe or anything at it but don't come with, to me with a needle <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a big coward that's amazing all that stuff that you've done and all those animals that you've oh. looked after that yeah. must have some real expertise Oh, yeah, yeah. I think an expert is just somebody who knows more than an next person, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that's really impressive, though. And Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, I must admit. No, Tell no. us 
<laughs> about yourself, flipping heck, yeah. 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 All, that, all that knowledge and helping schools and yeah. being involved with vets and uh, museums, that's, that is a, that's a great story. That really is. I, I mean, I love children. I love, I just love going out of schools. I mean, the only problem is, is um, when you're at supermarket and some little kid runs up to you, you don't know from Adam. Uh, hello, 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 Wayne. Hello, Mr. Gilbert. The parents are giving you funny looks and, oh, and they look anxious. And then this kid says, ah, Mr. Gilbert showed me a snake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's what you call it, but I used to have a lot of children and uh, come to uh, run up to in an our house. Um, come Halloween, it was like a beacon for every child in, in, in Sheffield who was knocking our door, and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody knew me. And uh, and uh, but no, it was enjoyable. I mean, I, kids are just fantastic. Mm. Uh, I got when I was doing that sort of thing, I got offered to be sponsored to become a teacher. Not bothered, I, I had all the best bits of being a teacher, yeah, none of the rubbish. Um, I think this what's um, Steve Twilight's doing going to do at the moment, makers, the creative bus. It's fantastic, yeah, uh, it's fantastic, great. I mean, it's not something I want to do these days um, because I want to do my hobby. I don't want to make it any more than a hobby. Um, and Sophie, make it Sophie. She's doing fantastic. Oh, uh, you've got her on in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have. Yeah. yeah, it's what you call it. I think. Uh, Great. I mean, make essential against fantastic children. Naturally, I just love kids, and more kids can get involved in anything, um, no matter whether it's um, woodwork, metalwork, or just doing, or, or just knowing, a, learning a board game, or learning an outdoor sport. I think yeah. it's just fantastic because kids are quite um, enthusiastic about anything. Oh. Do what's more than the norm. Um, they don't always want to sit in front of a TV or play on a computer. Mm -hmm. I love doing things. Um, my next door neighbours' children, they're forever out playing. It's great to watch them. And the minute I walk out, they're shouting me and waving to me. And like I say, it's um, there. Like I say, kids are just enthusiastic about everything. This is why I think what Steve's doing is just great. It's just fantastic. It's, um, like I say, I just hope he, he, he I hope he, Works well for him. I really do. I really, yeah. it's, it's just great. I, in fact, to be honest with you, I'd love to see be at Make Essential in a few years and see him turn up at Maker Boats. Yeah, I mean that would be asking on cake. That I mean, it really would be great. And I've probably just sown a seed in his head now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's entirely possible. Yeah, it's like I say, it's what you call it. Unless he stopped at border after Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's what you call it. It's um, like I say, it's, like I say, my own children weren't interested, but that's up to them. But one thing I really, really want to do is make my son a guitar. It'll probably be totally unplayable, but I want to make him one um, yeah. out of plywood. Yeah. Um, the cross gain of plywood. I really want to do that. Um, I've just got to get a lot of things out of my way first. What I've got, I think, like most makers, we've got 10,000 projects in your head, and you get another one in, and another one falls out of the side of your head. Mm -hmm. Um, and but the, the guitar I really want to do, um, buying these all the 
hardware for the guitar is a bit cost prohibitive. So what I thought about doing is just buy a second hand one. Yeah. And, and just strip that and, and use that and probably so it's never going to sound fantastic if I made it. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not Tim Sway. I'm not going to be able to do anything like that, but it will. Um, well, you don't know. You just, you just don't know. Um, you made um, parts for a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. I was commissioned. Well, the videos on YouTube, yeah. my channel, but yeah. Yeah, it was uh, well, a banjo. Banjo. And your drumsticks. And your drumsticks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I know. Market here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the drumsticks for Jay Osmond and the uh, the banjo body was for uh, yeah. What was it, Brett? Um, no, Bryn, Bryn, Bryn. Yeah, Bryn. Yeah. So, and he uh, he once he'd finished making it, he brought it round and gave us a little tune. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah. If I can, well. if I can do that, you can build a, yeah, a flipping definitely. guitar. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but I'll, I'll do it. I mean, I'll just what you call it. It's just um, I want to clear everything and tidy your workshop and just solely work on that for a bit. Um, the trouble is with me with the workshop is, and other people are probably saying, I will clear my workshop, clear the bench. Mm. I will get, I will do a job, use probably an hammer, screwdriver, a chisel, say just that. And I turn around. And it's 500 tools on my bench. And I think, I ain't used all of them, but <laughs> I'm the messiest worker on this planet. I really am the messiest worker on this planet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I've now... I've some pretty messy workers, so uh, in good company. <laughs> I've you what I've actually done now, Chris. I've actually put these magnetic tool holders, these strips, oh, over the every machine now. Yeah, near every machine. So when I'm working on my lathe, I've got one there to, to the uh, to the right of me where I just put the the tool I'm not currently using on instead yeah. of bench and digging it out. Um, I have thrown that many pen bushings away because they've ended up in sawdust because I've took them off and dropped them and left them and chucked them to one side and forgot about them. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm putting I put these magnetic tool holders everywhere, so I'll just reach out and put it onto my right hand side and stick it there and. When I next need to go back to that, I just turn around and sometimes it's there and I've got to condition myself first. But oh. occasionally it's where I'm supposed to put it. Well, they're really handy. I've got a few in the workshop of the magnetic yeah. strips yeah. For, for bits and bobs. And what I handy as well, the mechanics, magnetic trays, little dishes. Yeah, I've got a few of them and all on top yeah, of it. And I've even got a magnetic wristband. Yeah. So, uh, if I'm sort of like, let's say I was putting up a shelf, mm. uh, I can put the screws on this magnetic wristband and then yeah. tumbling around in pockets and things like that, they're there. So they're very handy for the I have got the trays on top of uh, my drill and stuff like that and one on end of my lathe now so I can just chuck pen bushings in there and uh, it's what you call it, little, little drill bits and that lot. Um, I am. I have got two little drawers in, in my workshop, and it's good. They have got when I've tidied up, they've got about twenty tape measures in. And when when them drawers are empty, I then start going around looking for tape measures. That's how bad I am. It's oh. yeah, tape measures everywhere. And uh, yeah, so once once my drawers are empty, I'll go around and start looking and start filling them up again. 
Um, I used to actually have to bear tape measure everywhere I went. Um, oh, anybody bars this house off me, they're just going to find screw jobs and tape measure everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, now, I'm, yeah, I'm really am messy. Uh, so, another thing, another thing, maker community don't know about me. They don't know I've got actually small feet. I'm only joking. <laughs> uh, I'm only joking. It's, yeah. So Wayne, where can people find you? Um, Instagram is the yeah. only thing I have. I did open a Facebook page, but I've not put out anything. I've got my own personal Facebook, board. and I can't trying to keep them separate. My personal Facebook and, and my Instagram. I'm trying to keep my Instagram just as um as artist artist based oh, uh, as in uh, woodwork or a friend uh, does other things and i try and keep it that way so i can um uh, because i do put things on my own personal facebook page to um to show off people okay. i don't want to bore them with everything you see i don't want to bore them with everything and i, and I keep my um I'd say my Instagram. It's uh, it's just Wayne at Bigfoot uh, Bigfoot Woodcraft. Oh. Instagram. It's uh, or is it just Bigfoot Woodcraft? I can't remember now. Uh, it's it's Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft. I think I was just looking before we came on. Um, I think it's just Wayne Bigfoot. Let me just see if I can find it whilst we're here. Wayne underscore Bigfoot underscore Woodcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I just uh, I have that many passwords and stuff like that going around me. I don't know which is which. I once had an Italian bank account, and that's five digits. I can't remember four on the English one, so I had to get rid of that because it's no good going to a mini bank and never get any money out because I can't remember five digits. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you see, uh, yeah, what you call it. That's it. But I say it's Instagram mainly what people can find me on. Oh. Or, or or if anybody could see the show and sees a big ugly man pushing uh, somebody around in a wheelchair, that's me. Oh, <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on and just chatting with you and finding out more about your making. Um, it's It's been really interesting and really good to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much yes, for being thank you very part much. of our Make a Monday segment. It's been great, great. I can, um, look forward to meeting you again sometime. And but I'll be watching this one, and I'll, I'll be watching. I'm actually off on Monday, so I'll, I'll be able to actually see when it goes live. Uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be in uh, Wigan demonstrating yeah. at one yeah. time. So well, I'm I'm in Warrington on Saturday. I'm actually going to visit Axminster at last. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So my budget were a blue in second month. I might be blowing next month's budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I'm off to see friends and going to take one of my lathes with me to show her. She wants to do, but she does, she makes, she does. She's had years being disabled. So now she's more able bodied. So I'm going to uh, let her have a little go on lathe and see if she enjoys it. See if she enjoys it and just make sure I've got my lathe back in my car when I go home. That's uh, right. Yeah, that's cool. Well, well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. No problem. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Right. Okay. So I'm just ending the broadcast.